Welcome to this production from College Place United Methodist Church. To find out more about our church, please visit our website at www.collegeplaceumc.org. And now, here's our sermon from Dr. Bill Daniel. What a blessing. What a blessing to have Stephanie Powell, our violinist here. Be thou my vision. Just sounded like I was in Scotland again. <laughs> where I did my doctorate. It was such a mind and soul transport. Be thou my vision. How do we see God's vision? That's what our text is about. Seeing God's vision by keeping on our feet. By staying on our feet. By putting feet to faith. The passage is from the 10th chapter of the Gospel according to Mark, the 46th verse and following. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him, told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So the crowd called to the blind man, Cheer up, take courage, be on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. May the Lord bless you. The reading and hearing and seeing the vision that scripture lays out before us. It seems like this text is about sight, but it begins and ends with feet. As one of our children said, smelly, horrible feet, <laughs> which would have been a really great title for the sermon, <laughs> smelly, horrible feet. For that makes the difference, those smelly, horrible feet for disciples of Jesus. I've been impressed again uh, this past week with how important feet and being on your feet can be. Nothing really changed with Jake Fromm's arm between the LSU game and the Florida game yesterday, right? <laughs> Nothing really changed with the strength of that arm. What changed? LSU had him on his backside a little more and we could not knock him off his feet as Florida Gators, right? And I know some of y'all don't like to hear sermon illustrations that have to do with football. But I'm working through my grief today, okay? <laughs> and so is our music department, right? Amen. Your entire service up here, we're all working through our grief. But we've learned, once again, staying on our feet, keeping our feet. It makes a difference in football. I mean, really, Tim Tebow would still be playing if he had better footwork, right? I mean, he had a good arm. He had the footwork of a fullback, right? Not of a 
football player, uh, quarterback. Staying on our feet, keeping our feet, having proper footwork helps us see and helps us operate in the physical realm, but also as disciples of Jesus Christ. This passage says that when we are on our feet, putting feet to faith and guiding our feet in the direction of the faith that the call of Jesus' discipleship puts us, this helps us to see and it helps restore us and helps us understand our vision and our goal and our purposes as God's people. Putting feet to faith makes all the difference. In the passage, blind Bartimaeus has a cloak and he's been begging and the cloak is his bed and he has been rendered prone living on the street because of his blindness. But as Jesus comes into view, the cry of the crowd is to take heart. Christ has come near and as, as the crowd hears blind Bartimaeus saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Saying it twice, son of David, have mercy. Jesus began to call him. Call him forward. And the crowd who had tried to silence him then began to cheer him. Perhaps the same people were not told, but the mixed message of the crowd to silence blind Bartimaeus and then to cheer him on. Cheer up. Get on your feet. He's calling you. Get your feet moving. This was the cry of the crowd. Jesus began to engage and work with him. Cheer up. Take courage. Putting feet to faith means we must find the courage to be on our feet, to be near the presence of God, to find the resources of God, even when our natural ways, our natural lives have oftentimes rendered us prone to self-pity. Blind Bartimaeus certainly had probably lived a life of conflicted feelings. At one hand, feeling called and attracted to God, and yet the blindness that, that kept him. He probably heard many voices like the crowd trying to silence him. Many rebuked him, it says in verse 48, and told him to be quiet, silenced his voice that cried out to God. Many of us who seek a deeper walk with God and to seek God's finest and highest and utmost for our lives, have often been silenced. Life has a tendency to silence us and offer words of criticism, messages of critique, and crippling disablement. This comes into the life of every Christian. But the Christian disciple hears the word, cheer up, take courage, get up. Keep your feet moving. Keep moving towards the presence of God. God's mercy is there, but keep your feet moving. This is the message. Ruth was talking about the pity party that she had this week. And we all, every now and then, become members of the Ain't It Awful Club. <laughs> we all have problems with our feet and keeping our, our stature. And we want to shrink back and fall back and lay back into our pity and but 
True disciples understand that it takes courage to keep going and to keep positive and to surround ourselves with voices. There will be voices that either silence our song of hope and deafen our dreams and dampen our vision or they will encourage God's vision and God's song in us. Did you know that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with in your life? Think about that. The five people that you're around the most can make the difference in whether you hear the sound of silence, be quiet, don't reach for your hope, don't reach for your blessing, don't reach for your healing, don't reach for your wholeness, whether you hear that message or whether you hear the message, take courage, cheer up, get on your feet, grab what God has for you. Do you have someone in the five that you're around the most that says, take courage? God is calling you to a deeper place. You are the average of the voices of the five people you spend the most time with. You become like them. You either hear the message of hope, put feet to faith to grab the mercy and the blessing or you will have your song silenced. You will have your dream dampened. And you will become blind to the greatness that God has for you. Blind Bartimaeus, though he might have been silenced early in his life, heard the words of encouragement and wanted to be in the presence of Christ. And so he put feet to faith and found courage to follow when others would silence him. What has silenced you? What has crippled you in your feet, putting feet to faith? We've all had many of our dreams to be disappointed, but yet Christ calls us and stands before us to restore us and to put feet to faith means that disciples Find the encouragement they need. Putting feet to faith also means that we clarify what it is we want in this world and what we want from God. The scripture passage, Jesus says to blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? The Greek word thelos, what do you want? What is your will? What is your will hungering for? What end and purpose do you want to live your life? This is what Jesus is asking. What is it is your highest purpose? Where do you want to go? Where are your goals? Jesus asked, in a sense, what is it that you want to achieve in your life? Do we hear the voice of cheering to take courage, to grasp and to put feet to faith, we've got to have clarity, the vision of what it is we truly, truly want for us to let go of the cloak of illness and pain and the desire to hide and to present ourselves fully to Christ, to put feet to faith. What is it you want? We have such a difficult time answering that question. You ask that to a child, what is it you want? And children usually can clarify the toy or that they want or their favorite food or 
what game it is they want to play, but life has a way of telling you what you want and silencing your sense of who you are and what it is you desire. We tend to talk ourselves out of our desire, and there are many voices in our lives that teach us a script to want things that other people want us to want. What is it that you want, Jesus asked blind Bartimaeus. What is it? Is, is it your highest purpose? Get on your feet. Once you clarify your highest purpose, then God's vision becomes a little clearer and it becomes easier to put feet to faith. But if you don't know what you want, and if you don't know what you want from God, it's difficult to cry out, be thou my vision, when we don't even know which direction we want to go. There was a funny little cartoon in the paper a few years back. It was a cartoon of a bum sitting on the bench next to a man in a tie, and the fellow who's washed up says, I'm wealthy beyond my wildest dreams, but unfortunately my dreams were never very wild. <laughs> Sometimes I think our problem is not that life has beaten us up and beaten us out of our dreams. Maybe we never dared to dream at all. Maybe we never dared to risk like blind Bartimaeus, to get beyond the crowd who wishes to silence us and to hear the other voice, cheer up, take heart, get on your feet, keep moving towards your dream. What is it that you want? What is your purpose? God made all of us with special gifts, special ways to serve, a special song, a special dream. And sometimes we hang on to the cloak of mediocrity, the cloak of fear. And we live our lives in a kind of exile, trying to protect ourselves from risk and pain. And Jesus, with the call and the voice that came to blind Bartimaeus, called Bart to drop the cloak and to follow Christ, putting feet to faith. What cloaks do you have that you've been clinging to? That if you dropped and dared drop, you might be able to reach for your dream a little more clearly. Don't let anyone talk you out of your dream. What's our dream, College Place? What's our hope to serve Christ in the world? And what must we drop as a cloak of mediocrity to follow Christ? Putting feet to faith also means we can hear Christ's words to us. Go. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has given you your healing. Putting feet to faith connects us to God's resources, connects us to ourselves. Once we're a little bit clear about what we need from the ones we love around us and from those God has given us to care for, once we hear the words, get up, get on with your life, we can begin to sense that God's wholeness will come to us as we keep our feet and keep moving in the direction God calls us. The great prayer of Israel. And on this Sunday, as we stand in solidarity with the synagogue in Pittsburgh, it helps us see our own vision a little clearer. The prayer of the Shema. Hear, O Israel. 
The Lord your God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, and your strength. That means putting feet to faith. And when we do that, we find God's resources. We find God's health and healing. We can find restoration to go. Get along on your way. Which way are we getting along to join God's health and wholeness and healing for the world around us? Getting on our feet. Jesus, in a sense, is saying, believe in yourself, blind Bartimaeus. Hear the word of cheer and of courage. You are not an accident. You are not a failure. With all your flaws, with all your pains, put feet to faith and God will amplify us and amplify our resources and amplify our health at whatever age and stage we are. You're a special gift. You're no accident. You are not an interchangeable part in some machine. You are a special gift. And by loving God and by hearing the Shema, putting a little more faith in motion with your feet, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. And loving your neighbor as yourself, you can be whole and make the world whole as well around you. Are you one of the good average people around you? The five average people that you are around? Are you investing and loving them with your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Are you putting feet to faith? Are you the voice of courage and cheer to those around you in your family and in our church? How will we serve? with our feet. Last week we talked about hands, this week with our feet. It's with our whole selves. When we are in motion and moving in God's mission and joining God as blind Bartimaeus did, following Christ, we begin to see again the mission and the priority and the purposes that we've been brought into this world. Do you have a goal and a purpose so big that you have to trust in the Lord alone to realize it? That's what blind Bartimaeus did, and that's what he taught us. Putting feet to faith. Is there something in your life that you want to do, but can only do it with the grace, and the mercy, and the power of God? Jesus promises that it will come into focus as you put feet to faith and follow Christ. Do you have a goal? We don't get to any goal without a whole lot of go right within it. So many times we have a goal and we're not even willing to put feet to faith. The power of horrible, smelly feet to speak of God's vision and God's wellness and God's wholeness and God's courage in a frightening world that we live in is a powerful encouragement to us. Sometimes we have to take our encouragement where it comes. When I came back from Africa after the Civil War of Liberia, we 
after multiple ways of military transport, we finally flew back home to Atlanta to Hartsfield-Jackson Airport, and we arrived there, and I was wearing the same clothes and the same shoes that I had on the day of the evacuation and all the trouble and travail that we'd been through. And I didn't know what a wreck I looked like until I got off the plane. And as I was walking through the airport, I heard a shoeshine man say, Brother, where you been? <laughs> Your shoes look mighty messy. Can I give you a shine and put you right? And I said, Lord, I didn't know I looked this bad. But I sat down there and I told him the story of how God had taken us to Africa and brought us back by the skin of our teeth and by the grace of God. And he said, Brother, the shine's on me. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. <laughs> that was my blessing, and that's what I needed. How beautiful are all of our feet. Life does give us some dusty roads. Life does give us some pain in our feet. And every good servant knows, every good waitress knows, Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, said, what he learned from his grandmother, every great waitress, every great restaurant owner knows you can really only make it if you stay on your feet, if you keep your feet moving. Keep moving in the direction of faith. Keep moving in the direction of hope. Keep moving in the direction of courage. Keep moving in the direction of love in a world that wants to silence all of that. That's the world we live in, right? So Christ's word to us, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How beautiful are the feet of College Place, for they bring good news. Though we feel horrible and smelly and we cling to the cloak of our own mediocrity and pain and fear, Christ calls us with these words, take courage, be of good cheer. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Rise up. Get on your feet and follow me. How blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This has been a production of College Place United Methodist Church. May God bless you richly upon hearing this message.